Alright, what's up y'all? This is Shanika with the Ministry of Mom. And we have a super special guest today. Um, She's super close to me. I've known her all of my life. If you follow me on any manner of social media, I'm sure that you have seen her. I mean, it is none other than my mom. Her name is Manuela. And I will let her tell you guys a little bit more about herself. Okay, my name is Manuela Austin. As Shanika said, I am her mother. I'm the mother of four children, two girls, two boys. Um, I'm a, first of all, I'll just say I'm a child of God. I believe in God. I believe in what he stands for. I also am a, uh, I love people to a fault, sometimes too much of a fault. Um, I just believe in giving people chances, and I believe in seeing the best in everyone. Um, I'm also a, a retired educator of 31 years with the Chicago Board of Education. Um, and right now I do substitute teach two or three days a week at one school in Chicago. And I just love children. And then the, my biggest blessing that I have received in my life for my children and my six grandchildren. And so that's where the bulk of my time is spent now is with my grandchildren. So I want to just say, I'm a nice all-around person. And then I cannot leave out my lovely husband, Mr. Curtis Austin. Well, that's good, Mom. Thank you for telling us about yourself. Um, before we get um, into the podcast further, I want to tell you guys what we're going to be talking about today. And it's going to be overcoming obstacles as a single mom. Um, we're going to talk about, of course, obstacles. And then also... Um, blending families. I think one point of single motherhood is, and not everybody, but for those who may want a partner, some qualities maybe you can look for in a partner, and then also the transition into blending families as well. So without further ado, welcome to our podcast. All right, so we're hopping right into it. Mom, how did you overcome obstacles as a single mom? Well, overcoming the obstacles were not easy, but again, my first thing is that you have to have a trust and belief in God, and most of all, you have to believe in yourself. As a single mom, that means you're doing the job of what's supposed to be two people, but since you're the only one doing it, you have to make sure that um, your first priority is your children, making sure your children are safe making sure they have somewhere to eat, I mean, something to eat, somewhere to stay, and that they're all around healthy, So, and you have to cater to the needs of the children that you have. Everyone is not the same, so everyone has a different set of needs, and so as a mom, you have to do that. Also, you can depend on friends. If you have some friends that's in your corner, you have to have people that's going to back you and have your best interests and your children's interests at heart, at heart. And that's the way you're going to overcome those obstacles. Okay. How did you personally, was there an obstacle that you can think of, maybe a a biggest obstacle that you overcame as a single mom? Yes, my biggest obstacle was overcoming myself, having confidence Mm -hmm. in myself, knowing that I can do this. I have some some people who's depending on me. And so I had to have the confidence, gain the confidence that I could do this, that I could raise them, that I could raise them to be successful adults. And so the biggest obstacle I faced was overcoming my fears and myself as a single parent. 
that's really good. Um, I know a lot of women struggle, and myself, I've said that before on this platform, that we struggle um, with being confident in being a mom. Um, We always question if we're doing enough, if we are doing too much, and then letting the society's um, societal pressures sometimes get the, the best of us of what we're supposed to do. What is one way you think that we could build on that confidence as moms, single moms especially? Well, one way you can build on that confidence is to, um, again, have confidence in yourself. Um, and you have to figure out what's best for your children. Because everybody else that's looking on the inside, from the outside, can tell you what you need to do with your children and how you need to do it. But you as the person, you have to look at each child again individually and figure out what that child needs. So the first thing, again, build your confidence. Have confidence in what you're doing and the decisions that you're making for your children. Yes, it's gonna be hard, but you have to do that for you, for yourself and then for your children as well. I like that. Um, one thing I would add is to really pace yourself and take it day by day. So I know we always think of the big picture and when the kids are 18, but in this day, like just did you do the absolute best that you could do? And if the answer is yes, let's move on. And if we have moments where we weren't our best selves and we didn't have the best moments um, with our children, to kind of explore those and to build on those. Um, And then find qualities that you know you are good at uh, as a mom and build on those and hold on to those and then continue, like I said, continue with building blocks in order to build um, confidence. And I will, uh, I definitely agree with my mom about not listening to the outside world. And I'll say specifically, I know I may face some heat um, for this, but I know when Elijah was really little, I would tell people basically if they did not have children or if they were not in a profession where they dealt with children, I did not want unsolicited opinions, right? Because then now I'm running every which way and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'll say specifically for single moms who I had Elijah when I was 19, so who are young. You are still trying to figure yourself out as well. Um, So give yourself grace if you're trying to navigate who you are as a person and then also holding the responsibility of a little human. Um, So be intentional too about who you receive um, opinions and advice from and make sure that they are qualified to give you that advice and that they are speaking positively into your life and not automatically jump into um, negative components or telling you what you are doing wrong um, basically all the time so just take that with a grain of salt as well and I mean that in no disrespectful way to people who if you have friends who don't have children and they're giving you advice take the take what you can from that advice but that's just something that I did to help myself out what's to go to trusted people people who have multiple children or who are older. I really do believe in finding someone who is older and has raised some children and getting advice from them too. So don't despise like the wisdom of our elders as well. Um, mom, what advice would you give single moms that don't have like financial or mental support from the other parent? Well, again, you have to 
Try to find it in yourself to be confident in yourself. I know it's very hard when you're raising children and the other parent is not available, will not make himself available, um, will not um, financially support you. And so it is very hard and it can become overwhelming. But what you can do, one thing I had to learn to do as a single parent was to learn how to budget my own money. So I just got a, a, a journal. You don't have to go get a big expensive book. Just get you a, a little writing pad and start writing down the things that you spent, your money, you, the money you have coming in, and then write down what you spent. And that way you can start gauging what you need, gauging your money, gauging your, financial, uh, your finances. Another thing is to, um, when you're doing that, always make sure that your children have a set bedtime. And after, doing, after they go to sleep, then that's your time to take care of you, maybe to get things ready for the next day without them pulling on you and tugging on you. And then that's your me time. That's your time to scream, to holler, to cry, to do whatever you need to do to make it good for you. But yes, it is hard um, to be a single mom and not have the support. If you have, uh, if you belong to a church and you have members of the church that help support you, reach out to them or reach out to someone that you know can kind of have your back and just give you a moment to do something for you. But um, it is a struggle. It is hard, but believe me, you can get through it. It's going to be hard at first, but if you just keep at it and keep working at it, you will find yourself um, okay. So if the other parent does not want to um, support you and maybe uh, his family members don't want to support you, just know that it's you and your kids and you have to do this for your kids. And again, I've been in that situation and I made it. That's good. I want to touch on something that you mentioned, which was the me time. How important do you think it is for single moms to have me time? It's very important. When you're listening to kids, especially when they're toddlers, they have no sense of you need me time. So it's very important that they have a set bedtime, that when they go to bed, then that's your me time. You have to celebrate yourself. If it means nothing but you sitting in the bathtub for an hour by yourself, that's your me time. Because again, toddlers have no sense of um, time. So as soon as you go in the bathroom, they're knocking at the door for something. So it's very important to have me time. It's just for you to relax. As again, you can read a book. You can take a bath. You can just sit there and meditate. But it's very important for you to uh, have me time for yourself. It's really important. Yeah, I'll share that. Um, I didn't always make me time a priority for myself. Um, but... As I got older, um, and as my son got older, I realized I really did need to have a life outside of him. So it is it is very important to, for you to find something that you enjoy doing, whether it's... It was really important for me to find something that I like to do. So whether that would be reading, whether it would be going to the movies, um, if it was learning a new skill, painting, um, and it could just be that I just sat in silence. Um, if you've had um, a toddler, 
you have a toddler, you know that they, like my mom um, has said, they really don't have a concept of time. And I believe that they are like some no limit soldiers. They do not care about what you got going on. They don't care that you're tired. Like you still have to press on. And if you are like me and now you have a teenager, you also know the importance of cultivating me time with the sports and the different things that they are in. You do a lot of ripping and running. So it's important to refill yourself. Um, So you're not really pouring from an empty cup or from a frustrated cup because you're tired or um, you feel unfulfilled. So finding that level of balance. We're going to shift gears and I want to ask my mom, what qualities should single women look for in a partner? Well, one of the qualities you should look for in a partner is if he is financially stable. Yeah, that, that's the right. One thing that you don't want to do is to get in a relationship with someone you think you might want to get married to, and then to find out only that you have married, if you have two children, now you have a, a grown adult child to take care of too. So that's the first thing I think, is that person should be financially stable, Second of all, he should love, be able to love you. He should be able to love your children because these are some young people that you are still looking out for. But one thing, um, and then if he has like maybe a sense of humor, if he wants to do something, if he likes to do some things, if you all have some things in common, you have to have some things in common. You can't say, I'm gonna be with this person and I'm gonna change him uh, after the fact because that's not gonna happen. So you have to make sure that He knows what he wants. He's on the right path. He's financially stable. Yeah, church, but what of his morals? Does he have good morals? Does he use common sense when he needs to use it? Or can he think things through? If something's going wrong, uh, is he just going to be irrational? Or are you all going to be able to sit and communicate? And that's another thing when you, qualities is good communication. You have to be able to communicate to one another because nobody reads minds. So if he's not a good communicator, you might not want to do that because you, that's another very important quality is communication. That's good. Um, I want to get a little bit personal. Um, what qualities did you see in dad? that made you know he was the one for you? Okay, well, the first quality I saw him, he did have a sense of humor. Um, We met in the class. We met in taking classes. He had a great sense of humor. And he was just an all-around human being. And I thought, you know, he was a good person. But when you're taking classes, I was on the bus. I lived on the south side of Chicago. He lived on the west side. He saw me on the bus stop one day. He took me home. I told him, you could just take me uh, to a certain spot. He said, no, I'll take you home. So that was a winner right there because he went all the way out of his way mm-hmm. to take me home. And he lived on the other side of town. And he's very honest. He had great integrity. And he just he's just an all-around good person. And so that was one thing that struck me about him was his communication skills and his... Um, I would say compassion. You know, he had compassion skills for everyone. Yes, he does. Um, If you've never met my dad, um, then you wouldn't know this, but anybody who has met him, he will literally give you the shirt 
off of his back. Like he's the the nicest person, the community dad. Um, sometimes I have to just you know remind him that everybody's not his children, but he just he loves everybody and he has such a big heart. So I can see um, what my mom saw. All right, so another transition. We talked a little bit before the podcast about um, blending families. And so um, if you know my dad, you know, he had a son uh, from a previous relationship and my mom had children from um, a previous uh, relationship as well. And so blending those families. So I want to know a little bit more about like what was the transition of blending the families? Let me see. Because I think our transition went pretty well seeing that uh, I had the bulk of the children. And so when he came in and my children took to him right away, so that was a really good thing um, that the children were able to get together. And then with, when his son, when Kirk came over, they all, the kids met and they were able to talk. Now we had to work at some things because my children were used to doing things one way, his son was used to doing things one way. And so we had to come into that happy medium where everybody was on the same page. And another thing about blending families is both of the adults, you all have to be on the same page because when you're blending families, children tend to uh, pit the parents against each other. So we have to be on the same page. So if one of my kids came and said, could they do something? And I already told them no, then they can't go to him and say, you know, can I go out and do this? And he said yes, because that's what they're doing. If I say no, but if I can go to him, he'll say yes. So we have to be on the, you have to be on the same page. You have to discuss them. And so what we would do is, what did your mother say? What did your father say? And that's how we learned how to blend those families because the children knew then that they couldn't, you know, go against the other parent and get something that they wanted to get. And also you have to let, if you have sons, you have to let your sons know that they don't get to choose who you get to be with. Even though they think they're old enough to do it, um, somebody 12 or 13 can't tell you who you can and you can't marry. So you have to, if you have children, women, don't let your uh, son, you know, try to convince you to do otherwise. Yeah, um, that's a whole word um, in itself. Because let me tell you, sis, free yourself. Because if, if we're just honest, most of the boys, they're used to being the, the only man really in your life at that point and so to them this is a threat they don't see it as an addition they see it as a subtraction so I would a follow-up question is do you think if the children don't like your partner do you think that's a deal breaker or is that something that we could work on um I think it's something that maybe we could work on and I first of all if my children didn't like someone I would really sit down and just have a conversation with them about why they may not like this person or what they see or what we can work on because you do want your children to be comfortable in whatever relationship that you're getting ready to go into especially if you're talking about marriage because now you're all together so I think I would get my children's opinion which I did and um, for the most part the uh, oldest the oldest child was for it you know she was all against it the little kids, you know, at that point, you know, when they're four and six, they don't care as long as it's somebody else in their life. But you do have to um, have a conversation with your children before you decide to uh, 
going to marriage or make this a long-time relationship because you want everyone um, to be happy in this relationship and everyone has to be able to get along. That's good. Um, final question is what does that conversation look like with your children I'll say specifically because and I'm gonna be very transparent this question is more for me um, I have a son and I of course have a desire to be married so what should that conversation look like with um, women and their daughters versus women with their sons or are they the same um, I think it might be a little different with sons because again if the son has grown up with the mom in the house and it, it, it's only been those two Especially when they get a little older, you need to have a conversation with him, you know. Hey, you know, what do you think about this? You know, so-and-so, so-and-so. Because a lot of times they'll tell you, it's fine, it's fine, and it's not fine. So you almost have to um, pull stuff out of them mm-hmm. to get them to respond to what you want. Because they'll be like, oh, then you can do it. But no, uh, we're getting ready to be a, a plenty family. I need your input on this. What do you really think? And just have that conversation with them. And, um, you know, once you can break them down and build the confidence, they'll be truthful into what they want with you. But you do have to have that conversation with them. What would the conversation with the girl look like? With a girl? I don't know, because with, with um, my oldest, when I told her, I was thinking about, you know, uh, he's coming over, we getting married, and she was like, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. And so, you know, and for her, to say that that was a, a compliment from her because you know she wasn't you know like that with everybody that I've, I've come in contact with so yeah. um, but you do sit down and you do let them know that you know hey, I'm thinking about getting married uh, what do you think what are your fears what are your um, you know what do you think about it because one thing you do want to do is you want to have your children's input before you say I do yeah not after you have to ask them what they feel how they feel and especially with girls because you want them to be comfortable around the man that you're choosing Mm -hmm. to be your husband you want them to be very comfortable around that that they have no if ands and nothing like that i think that's good um well mom thank you for spending this time with me and answering my questions i'm just having a conversation with me um, do you have any last words or thoughts that you want to um, give the people? Well, okay, to all the single moms out there, I just want to say um, we're uh, we're a different we're 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 a strong group because we have to do the job of what two people need to do, whether someone else wants to be in the relationship or not. Even the the father, his uh, mother, the fathers, you know, there are some who don't want to be bothered with the children, and that's okay. You take care of your kids as best you can. Um, single mothers has been around for a long time, and I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. So I was just telling you all, you know, you got this, be confident in yourself, um, get a me- uh, life of meditation, learn to meditate, learn to pray, don't forget to get the me time for yourself, that's very important, mm-hmm. and then just follow your heart when it comes to your children, do what's best for you and your kids. And remember, each child is an individual. You can have four children and none of them are alike. And just just know that you can make it. You know, we've been doing this a long time and we're single mom strong. And like the end of a book, 
that I used to read to my children from the uh, toot, puffin' toot, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. Be blessed, y'all. Well, she has said it all. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you learned something. Be sure to like, to subscribe um, to the Ministry of Mom and to share this podcast. And we are out. Y'all have a good one.